Okay, uh, welcome everybody to... Oh, uh, is that the intro? Oh, I see what you did. That was good. Well, it was a bit low-key. Yes. Episode 40. Come on, high energy. Come on. I know it's the morning. High energy. It's nine minutes past seven in the morning. Welcome to episode 45 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. Stop laughing. Just, <laughs> stop it. You always think I'm hilarious. I do. The morning, you? You're so grumpy in the mornings. It's going to be miserable at Lee Abbey. <laughs> I'm not grumpy in the mornings. I'm, I'm reserved. Apologising for you. <laughs> anyway, um... Uh, what we oh, yes mid faith crisis pop blah 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 me Nick Page you Joe Davis blah 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 uh, blah blah <laughs> good <laughs> how are you ah uh, I am uh, my life is full of stuff good stuff everywhere good stuff I tell you well we're trying to downsize at the moment to get rid of loads of stuff because we've got too much yeah. stuff and here's the thing. Mm. So far, I have shipped out, or got ready to ship out, 800 books. Oh, that's upsetting. It's, it's made barely a dent <laughs> I know. In, the, in the collection. And it, what it means is your whole house is full of bags of books and things that are going out. So that feels really cluttered. My life feels incredibly cluttered at the moment because I've just been doing so much stuff. Really good stuff. So I went to the... Theatre on Friday to see that um, The Nature of Forgetting. Oh, yes. Play. How was that? Oh, it's just wonderful, isn't it? Isn't it? It's just a wonderful... Well, it's more like a dance it's piece a sl- than it's... anything else. It's remarkable. Yeah. So the theatre company is called Theatre Ray. Yeah. And they're an international theatre company. And um, I'll put a link up. Um, yeah, do. You know, just recommend them. If you get a chance to see them, go and see them. Mm. Really good. Extraordinary. Uh, so that was Friday. Saturday... I went, like everybody does, to a high Anglican church in Oxford <laughs> Yeah, of uh, to watch a Mongolian folk band. Mm. Who hasn't done that, really? No, exactly. Recently. So that was, um, again, quite remarkable. These people, do they do this thing called throat singing. Do you know it? Where they, they, they can make an incredibly low tone with their voice and a high-pitched whistly kind of sound at the same time, which can be, they do as a melody. I've never seen anything like it. Human beings are mm. astonishing in terms of what they can do. And the musicality was amazing. Right. So that was great. That sounds both weird and wonderful. Yeah, it was. It was both weird and wonderful, but it was, okay. it was amazing. And then uh, and they're called Ando Union. And again, I'll put, a, I'll put a link up. And Sunday was my daughter's baptism. My oh, youngest fantastic. daughter got baptised in, uh. in the in the river and I spoke there so that was very moving for everybody when I speak yes of course yeah. <laughs> and there was a baptism yeah. oh yeah and there was a, there was a minor thing uh, Monday what did you do Monday Monday I went out for a meal because a friend was leaving from work so that was that and then the football and all that malarkey and then last night I was, did a play reading of Richard the Third. Like oh you I'm sorry and uh, that was wonderful. But it's like, I don't have any... So that's all great stuff, isn't it? That's all well, nice. Yes. That, then that there's is... the whole work thing of every trying to get everything done before I'm away for the best part of three weeks. And oh, it's just... Um, so it's like... Oh, uh, is this because we're going to Lee Abbey next week? Uh, well, there's Lee Abbey next week and then I go on holiday after that. Oh, do you? Well, we need to recover yeah. from a retreat. Yeah, <laughs> but isn't it, isn't it curious yeah. how, how uh, yeah. the act of going on retreat or going on holiday... 
is such yeah. a pain. I mean, it, yeah. being on holiday is good, but the act of getting yeah. there, in the weeks coming up to it, is always so. Yeah. So I'm I'm just being busy, and I just you know lots of good stuff, but um. No, oh, that's very good. Tired. Hmm. How about you? Uh, Have well, you been to see any Mongolian folk bands? Do you know it, that's that's been slightly missing from my life recently? Mm. And thank you for saying that because now I realise what it is that's <laughs> not been there. That's but it's, true. No, uh, no, life settled down for me, and I have a quieter week this week, which has given me the time and space I need to prepare how we think about God, ready for next week. Thank heavens, one of us is. <laughs> just but, uh, but also it's great because it means i get to watch a little bit of football hey let me say something about this because i valerie's comments uh that she put on the website about us being a bit mannish and boozy and you know she oh, okay she, well you, she, well, you want to give more context yeah well she wrote this lovely Rather. lovely email uh well mm. no, not email comment on the website saying thanks for the episode blah 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 and you know lots of things and then she 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 finished by saying p.s you know not sure i could handle a weekend away with you it sounds a bit mannish and boozy and perhaps one of your wives could reassure me and they will reassure you valerie and we're not man i don't think of us as mannish and boozy well boozy perhaps but one not two is not bad is it not man i mean we're we're barely men's men are we let's face it you're, i have you're, an enormous beard <laughs> but you do qualify as me you, you you look slightly more biblical than i do <laughs> but, but we're not but but so i want to make a comment about the world cup but you know in context of it's not that I'm mental about football or, you know, all those sort of things. I, I like a bit of football. It's, you know, it's good. And I get excited by the World Cup. But here's my comment. <laughs> it's almost in every church I've ever been a part of. The World Cup comes around every four years. And then, and then the church decides to play this game called Test the Commitment of People in Your Church. <laughs> and, they, and they play this game... <laughs> By organising church yes. meetings and meetings of great importance. You can guarantee they put the, the world's biggest baptism service, you know, over the final or, you know, yes, <laughs> or yes. every England game. There'd be an important church meeting about it. Why? Why do that? It's not. I know, I know some. I know this is horrible for people who hate football, and I do understand that. But this is a national thing. It's just time of year. Kids paint their faces. We all get. To, we all unite behind something. Eighteen million people watched England's opening World Cup game. So it's just a cultural event. Please don't put meetings there. Anyway, it's, I'm glad to say that has no self-respecting church would ever have me as their leader. I am now have the freedom to watch the England games, which is a beautiful thing and a, a new thing for me. Mm. <laughs> and am I right in thinking that uh, you have asked for the communion service to be moved at Lee Abbey? So because it clashes with an England be, game. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> not that you're you're mad about no, it. No, it's not mad. It's just. If you can move something so yeah. that it is not over a massive national event, then, then 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 why not do that? So yes, I think we are. I think what's happening is they're going to have a communion service around the fire pit uh, in the evening, uh, which is very exciting, and it well, won't think... be clashing with the England game. Yeah, I think I think there is something about what you were saying about churches doing this as. Yeah. There's this lack of recognition, I think, sometimes amongst people that, you, you, you know, your priorities are not necessarily their priorities or that, yeah. um, you know, the people that people have a real life out there and that real life is really important to them. Yeah. You know, and that football is, in fact, important to them. 
it, yeah. you know, and it's not yeah. wrong for it to. You now it might be wrong for it to be over important to them. Might be, yeah. It can be easily yeah. turn into a god that we worship, but but it's not wrong to have no, those exactly. kinds of interests. Be it going to football or listening to Mongolian throat singing. Exactly. Although not many people have that interest, I'll grant you. Um, in fact, I don't. It's just my wife does. But um, you know, um, but uh, those are those are equally valid in my my eyes. I don't think there's no, a kind of are. either or. They are. But I think it. I, I suppose what I object to is the idea. Yeah, let's say my life is you know like yours. You know, crazy hectic. In fact, and you actually, you really look forward to that moment where you can let your hair down a bit and shout at the TV and and enjoy some football and you're sharing in that common. And then there's a church meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it's like. Well, the church meetings, and it's like you're 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 forced into this position of what's more important, and that, yes. like you say, both are important actually, oh. but for yes. different reasons. And people um, get very angry, don't they, or upset when it when it becomes quite apparent that actually the football is more important yes, for people than, than going to church. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, really, why give yourself that grief? Exactly. You know, keep your illusions. Anyway. Well, that manish and boozy stuff. Can we just talk a bit more, just a moment about that? Because yes. uh, you know, I think we can come across. I guess we can come across about that. But that's just the nature of the podcast. In a way, I think it. It shows the the strengths and the weaknesses of the book because this is one of the strengths is hopefully that our characters come through and that you know we're just yeah. honest about who we are mm. and uh, you know what we're like. Uh, uh, the weaknesses is I think that I can, can sometimes give a completely not yeah. a completely false impression, but a bit yeah. of a false impression. But uh, you know, uh, if it's managed to go to Shakespeare readings. <laughs> and I played the part of Buckingham, by the way. Uh, but if it's managed to go to Shakespeare readings and Mongolian throat singing, then, then call guilty. me a man. Guilty. Guilty as charged. <laughs> no, I'm sorry if... I'm, I'm genuinely sorry for giving are. that kind of impression or whatever. But, yeah. you know... Um, uh, yes. There we go. And and as to a weekend, I don't know if we've gotten a weekend organised. No, we haven't but, got a weekend. Uh, you know, yeah, but... but anytime, Valerie, yeah. you want to say hello, that'd be great. And as ever, Thank you for your we, we try to be as sensitive as we can to the fact that we are two blokes and actually what we desperately need and what the church desperately needs is more uh, female voices. Um, well, you've just gone too far there. Okay. You've just gone too far. Thank you. Okay, shall we move on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Glyn, who incidentally supported my ideas about Shakespeare. Oh, <laughs> thank Glyn. you, Glyn. God bless you. And anyway, he says this. Uh, Sorry I can't be with you guys for the week at Lee Abbey, Clash of Family Holidays, blah, blah, blah. Still very much enjoying the podcast, especially Steve Chalk interview. He said, I know you discussed becoming a weekly podcast, which would be nice for us listeners, but I'd be a little concerned that it may, for both of you, become something of an overcommitment when you have family work engagements and gigs also making demands on your time. I mean, and Nick's point that he's just made uh, bears out. He says the quality might even suffer, as I imagine you both spend hours in preparation for each instalment. That is also true. He says perhaps Ethel could do... But this is is the genius. Sorry, hours was that? (laughs) He says perhaps Ethel could do an episode, or at least become guest editor for a while and take the pressure off you whilst at the same time maintaining the excellent standard of discussion and safeguarding against heresy or is that too yes. late <laughs> uh, well um ethel is and she thinks she is the guest editor well she thinks she's the permanent editor to be honest <laughs> yeah, but uh, right. no an ethel an ethel based episode would be, that would be great and uh, yeah just a reminder uh, ethel will quite be violent i think <laughs> yeah. yeah okay Okay. Anyway, uh, and here's one from uh, from Lisa. 
who says, uh, in my head, I construct a brilliantly worded email every time, but never actually do it in reality. But I just had to actually do it for this time because it's not very often I find myself cheering and applauding Nick whilst driving and listening to the podcast. Don't applaud whilst driving, Lisa. <laughs> no, exactly. Very bad. <laughs> she says, I'm definitely more along Joe's woolly Californian whiffly end of Christianity. Thank you. <laughs> However, Nick said something that I've been saying for years to anyone who will listen, but something which is very rarely said in the church he was talking about how a calling to work in radio is just as valid as a calling to work in ministry bracket silly phrase and more specifically how the church has this weird idea that if we pursue the things that we enjoy and that we are interested in then we must somehow not be doing what god wants because a calling has to mean sacrifice and suffering for Mm. the sake of the gospel she says, I've never been happier since I started doing the things I enjoy, working as a broadcaster at the Eurovision Song Contest. I spent most of my 20s and 30s trying to stifle my desire to work in the media because I, had, I too had picked up the message that it was somehow less than. So I became a missionary and a minister, in fact, in my attempts to prove I was a great Christian and could sacrifice everything I loved for the service to God. Of course it didn't work and I just became terribly unhappy and annoyed with God. So the last podcast is basically my life story. Well, a bit of it. So I just thought I'd share that both with you. And uh, she also said there's there's more Christians involved in Eurovision. Like we should be surprised yeah. at that. Love to Ethel. <laughs> yeah. Ethel's a big fan of Eurovision, I should imagine. Anyway, um, well, thank you, Lisa. Yes, I think... Well, I've, I, So here's a little thing on that. I read something. This is from the Desert Fathers. Ah, uh, I don't know if you know the Desert Fathers. You're more of a I, fan of the Dessert Fathers. The Dessert I Fathers, I know. Um, yes. Their Pavlovas were extraordinary. <laughs> anyway, and it said, um, so this is uh, uh, an, uh, the saying, so, you know, I don't know if you know the Desert Fathers. The Desert Fathers saying, well, you do, but I'm oh, just yes. talking to the listener. Okay. Desert Fathers saying, so the Desert Fathers were a group of people who were monastics and solitaries uh, from about the sort of fourth century mm. onwards. Um and uh, they collected their sayings together. Like some of them are quite remarkable. Some of them are downright mm. weird. You know, there's a whole mm. mixture of stuff. There's but a this, couple. There's this... a couple of Gregs. One opened a bakery. The others. Yeah. <laughs> the others no, no, mystical on... writings. No, no, you're still on the dessert. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is. Uh, there were desert mothers as well, by the way. I ought to say that. But anyway, um, yeah. this is the sayings of uh, from the sayings of a man called Abba Nisterus, oh. and, and I'll just read it. A brother questioned an old man, saying, What good work should I do so that I may live? The old man said, God knows what is good. I have heard it said that one of the fathers asked Abba Nisterus the Great, the friend of Abba Antony, and said to him, What good work is there that I could do? And he said to him, Are not all actions equal? Scripture says that Abraham was hospitable and God was with him. David was humble and God was with him. Elias, or Elijah as we know him, loved interior peace and God was with him. So do whatever you see your soul desires according to God and guard your heart. It's great, isn't it? I think it's great, isn't it? So do whatever you see your soul desires according to God and guard your heart. Um, There you go. That reminds me of that other soundbite, is it Augustine? You know, love God and do as you please. You know, yes. Yeah. I mean, both of those are open to kind of a, a, you know, I suppose abuse in a way. But I think the, the, uh, you know, that Mm. idea that there's only Mm. one way. Yeah. Of uh, being right in your life with mm. God is is ridiculous. But anyway, oh. thank you, uh, Lisa, and thank you, yes. Abenisteris. Yes. Should I do a Desert Fathers quote every podcast from now on? No, I I hope Abenisteris reform as well. 
Anyway, thank yeah. you. Shall we move on to Peter? <laughs> Peter says, uh, thanks, guys, for another great uh, podcast. But he, this is really helpful. He says, an excellent recent book that speaks to the subject of calling is, and I don't know I'm going to say this right, Herminia Ibarra's uh, Working Identity. She talks about career change and transition and the desire of most of us to have a light bulb is that, moment. Can I stop you there? Is that your phone going No. Up? You numpty. I'm keeping this in. Oh, look. Can, no, can I am. Get, no, well, good. I don't care because there no. you are. It's just because, okay. you know, people like me and want to get in contact. So can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't expect you to Got understand. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, have we lost Herminia Ibarra's working identity? She talks about career change and transition and the desire most of us have to have a light bulb moment, gain a clear vision of the future and then implement it. She says that in reality, however, discerning your calling is less plan and implement than experiment and learn. And that we Mm. need to experiment in three areas, trial activities, trial narratives and trial connections. The trial connections idea is a really interesting one. You're unlikely to make a significant change if you're surrounded by the same old people with whom you have a particular identity and relationship. In my case, my existing connections related to me as church musician, leader of a Christian organisation, etc., It was only when I started connecting with different people outside the existing circle that new possibilities for me came into view. This was huge for me and resulted in my discovering a much deeper and richer calling working with folks in organisational life. I narrowly escaped the path of church ordination for which my wife Lucy is eternally grateful. Love and best wishes, Peter. Well, that sounds really that interesting. Does sound it? interesting. A, I kind of want to read that. So thanks so much for uh, sending that in, Peter. As that's ever. a very interesting idea, and it is interesting how much you know. Again, um, so what did she talk? What's her name? Her, Herminia Ibarra. Herminia uh, Ibarra. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you say about calling is less plan and implement than experiment and learn? Wow. And I think that's. That's very powerful. I mean, that's the other thing we didn't really cover yeah. about calling is that so often people think that's the calling for life. Yeah. That's it. You know, you're yeah. going to be a minister for the rest yeah. of your life because it's you, it's identity. Well, yes. What if we? Not yeah. many people have that. No. Many people do different things, don't they? They do. Anyway, good. Yeah. Thank you. So moving on, um, we are just uh, well. By the time this goes out, two days away from Lee Abbey, and uh, mm. what a privilege! And have you actually just stopped to think about the fact that? Here we are, two old blokes, rabbiting on in our rooms, into our microphones. And just, uh, well, not much more than 18 months after that we started doing this, we're going to meet 45 of you um, down at Lee Abbey. And that is just, uh, that sort of blows my mind a little bit. Does it not you? That's completely terrifying. <laughs> it's I didn't do this podcast in order to meet people. <laughs> Why would I want to do that? Well said. It's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> no, it is it is genuinely <laughs> humbling and just wonderful. But it but it might be good just to uh, well one to say thank you again to all of those who uh, a are coming, but b those who just listen and and it's truly mm. um humbling. And thank you for the emails and please keep sending your emails into Joe at midfaithcrisis.org because um. It's just lovely hearing from you. And, uh, you know, like I say, when we set this up 18 months ago, we didn't dream that more than 20 people would listen. And uh, that does seem extraordinary. I think one of the things is that um, I suppose it ties in with one of... When we were thinking about it, one of our key aims was really to bring some ideas of spiritual formation into people's lives and also Mm. to connect with people who were um, disenchanted with church. And one of the key things we always talked about was... 
um, that time for reflection. You know, the, mm. the very concept of retreat and, and yeah. solitude and silence, which we saw yeah. as being missing from people's lives and we'd found so helpful in our lives. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, it's it's kind of, I suppose it's kind of fitting that, um, you know, it's, it, 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 I don't know if it's peaking at retreat. It could be all downhill no. from here. <laughs> it might But be. It's, it's kind of fitting that it's led to a retreat place because I think retreats have been so important yeah. uh, to us. And I remember our dear friend Dallas Willard who who spoke a lot, of, you know, for Renovare and just rediscovering discipleship. And, you know, the sort of critique, I guess the critique of Christianity at the turn of this century was that in the last century we had sort of told people they could become Christians without necessarily following Jesus. So, you know, it was about prepositional truth. It was about having the right answers. It was about knowing the spiritual laws and how you... And, and actually, Dallas and Richard and others really sort of said, hang on, hang on a minute. There's there's a lot more to it than that. And um, and so they, they would speak about these things we call spiritual disciplines and how we take... how we train to become like Christ and how we, ta- how we can take on a more Christ-like figure. And he always said, when he was asked, you know, what are the most important disciplines you know that you see and he would always say without flinching silence and solitude Mm. number one number one priority for people and I think I was with through the lenses of the busy culture that we live in and how people live their lives um, at this time that silence and solitude was the key way to connect with the divine and that would have been at a time actually when people were less connected I don't think I don't think people are Eighteen More years connected. ago, they were. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, no, yeah. that's right. So there was already a, a growth of that. I think it's quite interesting the rise of the retreat sort of mm. movement. Um, when I was growing up in church, I can't remember anybody talking about going on retreat. Oh, I don't. Um, you know, I don't recall that. It seemed to come in. I think Richard Foster is uh, very influential here in terms of celebration of discipline, which yeah. sort of brought a whole load of those disciplines to. Uh, people's attention and the idea of, of going on retreat and nowadays you know it's it's very common so we do lead such busy lives and i think silence is so important in in people's um uh everyday life yeah and and and, and on that note is that why you put 10 seconds of silence on the last <laughs> podcast meaning that most people won't even have bothered listening they just thought oh, there's a fault here <laughs> no i uh, yes well yeah. You could see it as an attempt to consciously build silence into people's lives. In fact, why don't we do that right now? Yes. Yeah, sorry about that. That was a technical fault at the beginning of the last podcast, but I don't care because you're getting them for free. So what the heck? But we did think we might say a few words to people this week about uh, if you've never been on a retreat or if you're going on a retreat for the first time about... Yeah. Um, you know why they matter, what what they can do for you, and maybe some uh, some top tips. Yes. Hashtag retreat hack. Uh, you know for. <laughs> You're so down with the kids. I am, lol. Uh, for going on retreat, but things that we helped us because maybe you haven't, and maybe it's time that you should. I think quite a lot of our listeners have. I mean, probably possibly three out of the five. Yeah. Right. But um, you know. So, so let's let's go with the first thing then. Yeah. Why are retreats important? Why do you yeah. think they matter? Yeah, well, they matter because they get us in touch with our soul. And actually, I, I think before we go on to the top tips, you should say that they do terrify people as well. Because we live our lives surrounded by noise. 
not just external noise and connection and social media and blah 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 but the internal dialogue mm. that craves uh um that craves um silencing um, and by that i mean you know we we some of us have these demons not literal demons but you know insecurities fears sadnesses anger and so what we do is we we push those voices down we numb them we numb them with box sets on netflix and we numb them with uh, relationships and we numb them with so constantly we're not dealing with the things that are going on in our soul so the very first thing that will happen when you enter silence and solitude is your demons will come up the very things you've been pushing mm. down the very things you've been avoiding and that frightens people um that does frighten people but of course if if you believe as i think we both do that god is love then of course god wants to deal with the deepest darkest things in our lives and to comfort us and to reassure us so it's very natural that those things will come up first so tip number one sleep go to sleep uh and um you know if you've ever tried to pray when you're very tired you know for a fact it's just impossible <laughs> you can't yeah. concentrate for maybe 10 seconds if you're fortunate before your mind goes off you can't pray when you're tired and so a very practical sensible tip would be if you're just knackered go to sleep rest that's part mm. of god's kindness and goodness and love for you so and i don't think you realize actually until you get to these places how much of a a weight of tiredness you carry there's a, a very good yeah. book called a time to keep silence i think by uh patrick lee fermor travel writer and he went to ah. a carmelite monastery he wasn't a christian he went to this carmelite monastery and he just talks about how he slept for mm. hours and hours and hours and he just mm. realized that when he had that um uh, when it was open for him to do that he he he, he, he he yeah. could release that burden they've been carrying yeah. of so much pent up we have a tiredness deficit don't we we're just yeah. a sleep deficit they call yeah it. yeah um so yeah sleep um i think yeah. so top tip two shall i say yeah, top please tip two? do um be very intentional about what sort of devices you take with you and about your usage i wouldn't say to people well you know don't take your phone for example necessarily mm. because people mm. need to keep in touch but i think this thing calls to you you know, yeah. and uh, so so it's good to have it and 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 to to, to be able to use yeah. it, but but you have to really be disciplined if you're going to take it because um it will it, it's part of the very distraction culture that you're trying to get away from. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's helped at Lee Abbey by the fact you can't get any phone signal. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's one internet spot, which means you know standing on a ledge outside a uh, high <laughs> yeah, window, three hundred foot up, <laughs> three hundred foot above the sea or something. Yeah, it is good. But yeah, no, you're exactly right. I mean, and, and I'm like you don't, you know, don't ban these things that, you know, when you ban something, it, it takes on such a great mystique and desire. Then for yeah, it. So, yeah, yeah. so just say, yeah, I'm going to go on it twice a day or, you mm, know, and yeah. you, you can do that. But yeah, really try and get away from your online life. Mm. Yeah, good. Uh, tip number three. Don't go with too much on the agenda in other words you know I, I think we alluded to this last week you go away with the, the uh, this entire set of things that you want answered yeah. by the end of it and that's not your agenda might not be the agenda so 
lower those kind of expectations and go with an attitude of being rather than getting answers, I would say. Yes. Yes, I mean, it's difficult to put that aside and you may need that. The first thing, you may find that, for me, this often works, the first thing I need to do, is, it takes a sort of while to do it when you're first on retreat, is to detox from your own agenda, actually, to detox from mm. your own stuff, everything that you've brought with you. The yeah. things that you thought you were going to solve on the retreat, the yeah. the, the projects that you've got, yeah, the, everything exactly. that you, you think, oh, yeah. this is time to think about this. And in fact, you gradually realise that, that God has something entirely other to talk to you about and exactly. um you know so you need to put your own yeah. sort of agenda aside really which um, incidentally i'm useless at doing but it's yes, helpful to yes. have that tip and to yes well i think most out. of us go with a, <laughs> with lots of extra luggage yeah, you know, the actual stuff so we take true. with us is very is very little but we carry a massive suitcase <laughs> full of us that is so true all our stuff yeah absolutely you know, and gradually you have to sort of throw it yeah. out you have to you have yeah. to um, downsize your own your own yeah. life as i'm doing you know yeah so uh tip four um well, I think this is a good one. Be true to yourself in terms of you know that um, that mm. saying about prayer: pray as you can and not as you can't. Yeah. And so, so many people feel guilty about prayer because, in fact, the ways we're teaching them to pray, mm. pray are not their, you know, not helpful to their character. That's not how mm. they work. The retreats are the same, actually. I think you do have to be true to yourself. It may seem very glamorous, for example, that um, you know, fourteen days solitary retreat in a hermitage uh, up a hill. Yeah. Yeah. If you are an extrovert, that mad. way that way madness lies. <laughs> yes, indeed. You know, so um, you know, <laughs> retreats. I suppose the thing is, be treat yourself. Retreats are not an extreme endurance challenge. This is not the marathon. This yeah. is not. This is not. That's not what this is about. You know, you are not. You know, um, you're not being called to 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 be you know one of those mad hermits like the desert fathers sometimes were sitting up a pillar for all their life um <laughs> find a retreat that suits you and there are lots and lots of options out there in terms of, re- of retreats if if a silent solitary retreat is really what you need and that suits you and you can you, you yeah. really you know you benefit from that then do that and equally find the, the duration of that because i think that can be really helpful for everybody Mm. but probably not three days of it, you know, for some people, yeah. probably just a day might be enough. Um, yeah. So don't feel guilty about that Start because there's not a right way and a wrong way of doing it. There yeah. are just the the way of recharging and detoxing that um, suits you. But I do think you're right to say that there's, uh, that it's not just for introverts. Yeah, I'm an yes. extrovert. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, a recovering, raving extrovert, but, but just an extrovert now. And, um, and actually silence and solitude is important for me too yes, but find yes. it but it looks different to yes yes to others and like i used to say i used to go sit in the um in the window of the shark tank in the london aquarium for a day and people would say well that's not silence and solitude you're surrounded by school children and people and everything no, i didn't engage with any of them but for me that was a really helpful that a really helpful retreat to be in the centre of London, surrounded by people, but to be quiet and alone, actually mm. worked for me. It did. Did you engage with the fish? Because you do that. Well, I, you know, there's a connection. I'm not going to There lie. is always a connection between you and octopi, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> octopi are incredible animals, but don't go there. Okay. So, yeah. So, so, so be true to yourself and find the retreat that works for you, even if it's in the London Aquarium. And that means, really, that you may for um, perhaps your first time, consider a lead retreat. 
Yeah, so or certainly some spiritual direction, some retreat place that offers you some kind of guide that is going to help you. Um, and that can be really useful to have somebody else there to ask questions or to almost be engaged in something else. You can get retreats mm. that are around, for example, icon painting or you know different yeah. meditative techniques and practices, uh, lectio. Um, so that's that. That means that you don't have to kind of create the the yeah. the way of doing it. Um, and I think that can be really helpful to people. Some of us just like to go and no plan. I don't want to listen to anybody. I don't want to do that. I think others of us input can be really helpful. Certainly, um, I, spiritual direction. If you can yeah. get some of that on a retreat, that I think yeah. that's really that can, can be really helpful. And I've learned some of the you know really important things in my life through just talking to a spiritual director during a retreat sure. time. Yeah. Um, okay. And how drained they must be now. Those poor spiritual. Well, the ones who talk to me. Yeah. Many of them resigned. Retired. <laughs> Some of them have haven't been seen since. They said, "I'm going for a long walk," and never <laughs> went into the back. desert. Anyway. So, what if you what if you can't go on a retreat? I suppose, exactly. That's yes. What if you yes, can't? Yes. How do we? So, for for some of us, we can't go on the retreat now. How do we bring retreaty things back into our lives? You just spoke, for example. I think that was a really good thing about the London Aquarium. You know, finding yeah. a an almost a retreat space in real yeah. life. Yes. Somewhere you go. What what kinds of things can we bring back? Well, I definitely for me, walking. I mean, I'm privileged. I live by the sea, but you know, when I lived in Croydon, I still walked. I found mm. places to walk. Um, there's something about just pounding the streets or the the countryside or the seashore. It just somehow there's a rhythm to it that mm. eventually helps still your mind. So walking and find find the places that work for you to walk to by your house i would say yeah uh, for me um those moments in the day of uh, reflection are really key i uh, i recommend highly recommend journaling oh uh, yeah um with a fountain not, pen with a fountain pen obviously obs and a really good uh, fountain pen friendly paper but uh enough of stationery um <laughs> no i just recommend that i i think again find the way of doing it that suits you it might just be bullet points yeah. of thankfulness that you had during the day but um part of retreating part of that retreat culture that retreat approach is to reflect on your own life on your, on your own uh, patterns your own yeah. uh, personality and um you can't really do that i think unless you record it so yeah um I, I do find that journaling, and and I, I do. I always do a lot of journaling on a retreat because I just pour my thoughts out. Yeah. But um, but it, I, also in, uh, during the rest of the time as well. And I am the world's worst journaler, um, but I did it ten years ago for a reason. And recently, I went on a retreat and read it, and it was so helpful, and it sort of right. encouraged me to to keep going with it. The other thing to say about journaling is it's one of those things that you know years ago, if you said, "Oh yeah, journal," I'd go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah," yeah, and then go on gone on with my busy life but it but it is back to this thing we we keep coming back to on this podcast about ultimately you know that the future post mid-faith crisis can go one of two ways you can just become bitter and moany and cynical and you know angry at the church and all that stuff, or you can actually take responsibility for your spiritual growth and definitely what we're wanting to encourage on this podcast is is to do that and one of the ways you genuinely can take responsibility for your spiritual growth, I think, is journaling, is is writing down what's actually going on 
in you and it's almost mm. a, a it, that that in itself is a prayerful act to really mm. listen to your heart and to to put it down on paper and then to go back and review it and you will see the growth and you will see a journey that's going on in your life it's really helpful i think we could push it a little bit and say actually um i suppose the idea of journaling uh, we think about yeah fountain pens and writing I don't see why you couldn't journal in other ways. Um, you could journal your life in terms of art or, you know, yeah. photography, anything that allows you to look back yeah. and reflect on on where you are, what yeah. you're feeling, um, how God is working in your life. I'd, I'd be really interested to hear from people who who find other ways to record yeah. their own spiritual um, uh, yeah. journey. Yeah, that would, that would be, be good. very good. Yes. We, should, uh, we should really wrap this up because yes, you should. I, I'm... Oh, just just still early in the morning um so really uh, finding ways to 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 retreat to bring retreat into your life is really key um i would say to people sort of whatever you do in those times make it a retreat i, I one thing occurs to me that we didn't cover when i was talking about it earlier that i have been to quite a lot of things that are called retreats but are actually conferences you know and that yeah. are not you know organizational retreats and actually yeah. are, there is no retreat in there there is no silence. There is no yeah. reflection. Um, so you, you know, you just be aware of that because uh, yeah. you know you do need those times. That that's the core activity. Yeah. Um, well, um, this is a little bit about retreating. I hope you find some space in your life. Um, yes, indeed. Our next podcast will. Well, well, I guess we'll record it at Lee Abbey. Will we? That'd be great. It'd be lovely well, we to interview well. some people as well. Would it? Actually get some good people on the podcast. Oh, yeah, no, that, no, you've got a good point there. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? There, so, basically, there is a chance that the next podcast will have content. Yes. And that would be good, wouldn't it? It is. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be first. together at Lee Abbey. And um, probably, for those of you who aren't going to Lee Abbey, you're sick of all this Lee Abbey stuff. So, uh, really, uh, that'll all be over soon. Yes. So, don't worry. But, uh, yeah, next podcast will be out in a couple of weeks. And, um, and then... Um, in, in, squeezed in to the time before I go on holiday. So yes, exactly. And we can be talking about how unfair it is that England uh, got knocked out of the World Cup. Yeah, or how amazed we are that, in fact, they ended up winning it. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. In the flesh, as it were. In the very flesh, and uh, likewise. And so, uh, thank you uh, for listening. We'll be with you in a, a couple of weeks' time. And, yeah. Um, enjoy the silence. Yes, and bless you, good people. Thank you. 